0: It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe
1: DeArmond.
0: Welcome back to another week of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Fall camp opens for Missouri on Tuesday morning, so five days away. And to preview that a little bit, we're going to talk with Mizzou offensive line coach Glenn Ellerby. Coach, how you doing today?
1: And pretty good. How about yourself, okay?
0: Doing all right. Um, I know you can't talk about specific guys, but you guys have kept people in my line of work pretty busy. I imagine uh spirits are high over at the football offices this week.
1: Yeah, man. It's been a good week. It uh feels like there's been a lot of lot of stuff going on. Um several things every day so made it a fun week
0: <laughs> no question no question so i this time of year what's it like for you guys with players reporting on uh, on sunday or monday and then camp getting going i mean are you already pretty much kind of working around the clock getting ready
1: yeah pretty much just making sure we've got everything checked and rechecked you know just getting uh, ahead script wise, so you're not scripting during camp that you know what reps you want guys to get the uh, They'll compete in the positions they need to get to and, um, you know, trying to make sure all your install tapes are exactly how you want them and the little corrections, plays that maybe had made, just that all that isn't ironed out completely. So when we uh, hit the ground run Tuesday, it's all ball.
0: And uh, explain this for fans that are listening that may not understand. I mean, when you say scripting things out, like you guys have it down to uh, to the exact rep. Like we want this guy to get this many plays every day and things like that. Is that right?
1: No question. Every single practice we have uh, number one, every play is scripted and then every single rep um that a guy takes is already predetermined uh, by the day you got a a sheet and know exactly, you know, because there's times, you know, if I find if he's physical enough you want him in on certain plays, if it's a pass protection game on uh, a different play, whatever it is. So uh, it's it's pretty detailed
0: yeah now uh it, the the impression from the outside looking in last year was wow that offensive line played a lot better than anybody expected it to did they exceed your <laughs> expectations or not
1: uh man, it's a hard question for a coach to answer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I know you can't say you were happy with how they played because no coaches ever said that. But
1: no, no, it, they uh, they did a good job. Um, you know, they they really bought in, tried to do everything uh, we possibly to, could. Uh, be as uh, as good as we could. Now, obviously, you know, you watch tape, and, man, you, uh, and this goes for them, too. You go back and you watch tape from a year ago and go, man, I wish we had been better here and here and here and here. And uh, I think that's what's hopefully driven them throughout spring and this summer to be ready to roll um, come camp.
0: And I'm sure this is true. at your position is as, as it is for the whole offense. Coach Odom said down at SEC Media Day, he's like, hey, the numbers were good. The offense made a lot of steps. The next step is being a little more consistent, maybe not having – quite the swings in uh, up and down between weeks?
1: No question. Uh, I mean, obviously, I always want to be consistent, but uh, I think it goes back to just I mean, you felt like halfway through the year, our guys started to play a lot harder, started to compete, especially up front, um, and that's you know kind of where we want to make sure we just pick up from there and then, I don't know, just the nuances of uh, the plays and the techniques, and I think that will help us build –
0: consistency. Talking with Mizzou offensive line coach Glenn Ellerbin, I want to transition a little bit into this year. I mean, a a year ago, I I remember your guys' first spring football, uh, you're trying to figure out how you can get through practice with the number of offensive linemen you have. All of a sudden, things. I I imagine you feel a little bit better about the depth chart going into this year.
1: No question. I think the phrase coined was the three-man weave um, (laughs) two springs ago, so we didn't have to do any of that. Uh, I think the best part of it is we've got some competition now. Mm-hmm. You know, guys pushing each other, and, um, you know, if it, for whatever reason, if you felt like you're going to go out and just try, well, there's a guy behind you that's going to gain on you or, um, you know, get ahead of you. So that's, it's better. And it's just, I don't know, may it's tighter. And plus, uh, you know, you get to work, you get to, more bodies, just uh, I think it's helped us a lot. <laughs> it's been what, a whole lot nice.
0: Yeah, I bet. Uh want to want to ask you about a few of the individual guys. Is it fair to say that that Paul Adams has kind of become the leader of that group?
1: Man, uh, you know he he's done a great job leading the neat thing that we have is uh, you know our seniors have done a great job. Paul's done a great job. Um, you know, it, all um, you know, all of them really buy into what we're doing. We're very. Very tight knit, but yes, he's uh, absolutely done a great job. You,
0: you got a uh, the, the depth chart that came out has a couple of kids who who are former walk-ons uh, on the first string. Just just how hard have uh, and how impressive has Jonah Dubinsky and Adam Pluter have been for you over the last year? or So,
1: now, I tell you, just uh, we were literally just talking about uh, Jonah, but unbelievable. I mean, again, just from you know pushing themselves physically, pushing themselves mentally challenging other guys um you know just doing it the right way i think the um it's cool, that's the coolest part right now it's just how much you know always trying to thrust another guy in the spotlight it's what can we do together
0: mm-hmm. and so, then pretty neat and then a couple of guys you brought in a year ago uh how much further along are they now uh tristan Castillo and trevor sims
1: <laughs> i can say for sure Trevor's uh <laughs> way farther along if you want to get under his skin just pull up some game tape of last year and he uh his body has changed completely he uh, he gets a little bit sore about that and uh, i think tristan just the transition uh steps he made in spring just uh, especially pass protection speed of the game um, things from what he wasn't doing last year are night and day so um, excited to see both those guys Come fall camp.
0: Now, the, the people that listen to this are largely recruiting diehards, so I know that you haven't necessarily been around the new guys just a ton quite yet, but, uh, you know, I want to hit on some of those guys. I mean, Yassir Durant is a guy you guys found kind of laid out in junior college. Uh, how, right. How's he adapted coming in?
1: Really good. Um, I tell you, he's changed his body. I think he reported 370. He's 332 right now. Um, can, can you really give me his diet plan? Yeah, I know. Uh, well, you have to go with Kutchlow on that one, man. Yeah. Kutchlow's got him got him right. Um, but he looks really, really good uh, twitchier and, uh, you know, now has a spring under his belt offensively for the mental part of it. Um, you know, and then the three freshmen I've been really, really uh, happy with, all three of them, Larry Boreham, Hiram White, Case Cook, um, you know they're doing uh, same thing I, I got you know give Larry Baum a lot of credit he came in and our guy was 365 he left out of here uh, last workout at 339 so that's in a summer that's a heck of a job getting this body where it needs to be and um, I don't know just I'd see him in pads.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, last guy in that class, Pompey Coleman had a, a really bad injury his senior year, but obviously was here for spring football. Is he? Uh, is he where you'd hope he'd be health wise and everything?
1: You know, still, um, you know, recovering. I think uh, we'll get a better feel for him um, here in a couple of weeks. Um, he yeah, has a tough, tough injury. So, um, you know, again, kind of to. About some of that
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> got gotcha. you. You're not a doctor.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Heck no. Uh,
0: all right. I, I want to ask too, uh, you know, a lot of talk about this offense, so many guys coming back and how much it helps to be in a system now in Coach Hypo's system for a second year, specifically with the offensive line. How much should that help those guys that they know a little bit more where to go and what they're doing?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think one, doing it for a year, any time, uh, I'll definitely do anything but make you a better player i think the other thing that hype's done that's been unbelievable this offseason is just really narrowed down uh, our focus uh, in the run game you know and we're uh super confident i mean i you feel like you can go out there in day one and run anything we have in a run game guys would be able to execute it and um do what we need to do and um i don't know it's um you know hard to be optimistic because yeah. your coach but <laughs> excited to get out there
0: yeah I, I probably should have asked this one first did you actually get any time off get a chance to do anything fun this off season
1: i did i did we uh i got a chance to take my little boy up to diego and uh, so that was fun so there's there's a little bit of time right there around july 4th so we had a had a break but yeah. we'll uh we're ready to get back at it too
0: well, I, I would say San Diego, seventy-five and sunny every day, beats anywhere between one hundred and ten and negative twenty.
1: No question. <laughs> it was a it was a fun trip.
0: Yeah. Well, Coach, I appreciate your time, man. I know you guys are busy, and uh, certainly looking forward to getting out on the field next week.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Kevin. All
0: right. Have a good one, Glen. Bye. Glenn Ellerby, Missouri offensive line coach. Appreciate him taking some time. Uh he was in a staff meeting all morning. Those guys worked uh worked pretty much straight through lunch, and appreciate him taking the time to call us. Wanted to get that out to you guys. Um, it's gonna be a short podcast because uh because of the delay and everything, Brian Austin is actually on a plane right now, so he's not with us. So just want to run over real quick what's going on in uh, in Missouri recruiting here in the last shoot, what is it? Seven days now. Here's what Missouri's picked up. Vincent Gray, three-star defensive back from Rochester, Michigan. Cameron Wilkins, three-star linebacker from Dell Valley, Texas. Cam Scott, three-star receiver from Manville, Texas. Cameron Taylor, three-star athlete from Montgomery, Alabama. Chad Bailey, four-star linebacker from Missouri City, Texas. Tyrus Wheat, two-star linebacker slash safety from Amite or Amity, I don't know, Louisiana. Lededrick Jackson, three-star linebacker from Montgomery, Alabama. Mike Ruth, three-star offensive lineman from Coppell, Texas. And Daniel Parker, Jr., just this afternoon, four-star defensive end from Blue Springs, Missouri. And the first member of the Tiger 10 to jump on board with Mizzou. And uh, it has been a week. The only thing I remember that compares to this, in 2004, Missouri had an official visit weekend with Chase Patton and a whole bunch of in-state guys. And they got like six or seven guys that Sunday. Uh, But that's the last thing I can remember that's even been close. A week and a half ago, Missouri had five commitments and was number 77 in the team rankings. As of right now, they have 14 commitments and they are number 35. Uh, This class is moving up. Now, look, there will be some other teams that pass them. Uh, they. This has been a huge week for them. Uh, they could rise still from here, certainly. Guys like Michael Thompson and Ronnie Perkins are out there. Uh, Tank Jenkins, those are all four-star players. Alfred Thomas, another four-star player. Missouri's in good shape with all four of those guys. They get those guys, you could be looking at a top 20, 25 class, and I think that's the goal for Missouri. In this league, if you can get to 25, be 7th, 8th, ninth in the SEC, I think that's kind of your ceiling for recruiting. Um, you know, you just, you can't live in this, in this conference at number 48, not every year you can have a year like that, but you can't have back to back to back years like that. And, um, right now it doesn't look like Missouri's in danger of that happening, but, uh, obviously just like we said, don't judge it on July 22nd last week. Don't judge it on July 27th either. Um, you know, there's going to be movement, there's going to be decommits, there's going to be. Uh, guys that come on the radar. There's going to be teams signing guys that leapfrog Missouri in the rankings, things like that. So a lot of stuff still to happen, but it has been a crazy week as uh, Glenn Ellerby kind of alluded to there. Nine commitments in seven days. Are there more to come? Look, after the last couple of days, there's no way I'm going to say no. They had one today. They had three yesterday. They had five in the couple of days before that. So uh, who knows? Maybe, um, probably, because like I said, Brian's on a plane. I've got some uh, obligations the next couple days that are going to keep me away from a computer. So yes, in all likelihood, Missouri will get more commitments and huge ones because it will be difficult for us to... Uh, to cover them. But we will have a chamber on Friday morning, jam-packed. We have commitment analysis, film room pieces, all kinds of stuff backed up. Uh, Just heard from my guy that covered Basketball Media Day. We've got video interviews with Jeremiah Tillman and Michael Porter Jr. that we will get posted uh, sometime today, hopefully pretty soon, but all depends on uh, upload speeds and all that. So we'll do the best we can. So guys, it is a busy week. If you are listening to this and you do not subscribe to powermazoo.com There is no better time. Uh, the last week, you catch up on everything that happened. You'll get our analysis of it over the next few days. Fall camp starts Tuesday. We will cover that like a blanket from August 1st to August 24th. And the season will start then nine days after that, September 2nd, 11 a.m. against Missouri State. That's on SEC Network. The following Saturday, ESPN 2, 6 p.m. versus South Carolina in the biggest game of the season. Uh, week three, Purdue, I believe that's a 3 p.m. kickoff. I want to say SEC Network, but I could be wrong on that. Everything's running together a little bit. Anyway, like I said, kind of an abbreviated podcast, but wanted to make sure you guys got to hear from Coach Ellerby before the start of camp. So appreciate him taking the time. Appreciate you guys listening. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. Find us on Podbean, review it, follow us. It helps us out, uh, bumps us up. Maybe even somebody will want to sponsor this podcast eventually, and then it'll get really good. Uh, but just a just a quick one this week, and we will be back, I believe, next week. Uh, Brian will be here and I will be uh on the phone, I'm gonna be doing a little traveling next week. But don't worry, we'll have fall camp covered. We've got a photographer. Brian and I are gonna be there and uh Hey, it's a fun time now, guys, so hope you enjoyed the last week. Hope you enjoyed today, and we'll talk to you next week.